Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fear the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 235, season four, episode 11, The Code. This is Russ, and I have the hosting duties this week, and join with me is Mr. Aaron Newworth. Welcome back. Hey, what I miss? Oh, you know. <laughs> Boy. Okay. Daryl Taylor. Uh, how you doing? Good, good. He's driving as he as he drives by on his motorcycle. That's all he had time <laughs> for this week, folks. That's what I do. That's uh I do. Mr. Jim Dietz. Hey, tonight's episode is brought to you by the Flip-Flop Truck Stop, home of Mud- Mississippi's finest mud pies. It's a Flip-Flop Truck Stop. Open 24 hours on I-90. I really wanted some mud pie after seeing that blazoned across that building. It is delicious. Like, that'd be really good right now. And hopefully joining us soon, he is running a little bit behind this evening, is Richard Sheldon. So he will pop in when he can. He's got that Seattle lifestyle. He's getting himself a flat white and, uh, you know, some, some tofu burgers and stuff. Yeah. So, you know how he is. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been to the, to the Northwest as a somewhat recently. I, I get it. So I guess we'll just, get, we'll get going. There's not really any news. I can't, I can't think of any news unless you guys can think of any news. Uh, it's I, just um, a trailer, that commercial. Yeah, I was say more commercials, right? trailers for season nine of the main show. Yeah. I, I will, I'll bring up, um, the, uh, the game. Uh, the the what the Walking Dead Telltale game? Oh, nice! Because um, the um, the newest or the final season, I believe, hit like two weeks ago, maybe. And I don't think we've brought it up since then. And I know we'll probably do an episode eventually that deals with the whole thing. But has anyone else played it yet? Because I played the first chapter that they released. I have not. No. I, I'm like an hour into it. And that's it. So I haven't finished the first chapter. Okay. Well, uh, as I think we know, the, those of us that play the game on this podcast, we are big fans of the game, and I would say this is—I uh, am certainly still in. <laughs> I'm all in for uh, what this uh, what the latest uh, season has to offer. I, I'm happy that the those of you that are familiar with the game, you know, the character Clementine has become kind of the the major the, the major figure that represents these games. And while the first season you played as Lee, who was kind of shepherding her, second season you got to play as Clementine, third season you were back to playing another character while she was on the peripheral, this season you're back to playing Clementine again. And yeah, I, I, I continue to think this game does a great job with both handling characters that are just new to this friend, this you know this whole empire altogether, uh, as well as just uh, seeing it as a kind of a function of The Walking Dead in its own unique way and i i'm really enjoying it i look forward to seeing where this final season goes i'm just i'm glad they're giving clementine some story closure because she's been a very interesting character all through the games and i think about the time they put out their batman telltale game they kind of revamped their uh, engine a little bit and it certainly yeah. shows oh, uh, for it's sure. definitely like the new engine is really really smooth and it works really really well so like i said i've only been i'm only about an hour into it that's not because i don't like it it's just the you know, lack of time and stuff but uh, I, what I've played so far has been definitely top notch, right along with the rest of the the uh, Telltale Walking Dead games. So, yeah, no. um, 
it, uh, it looks great, like you're saying. I mean, because of the like the revamped engine and what have you. I'm aware that the first season got like a, what like an HD upgrade or whatever they call it uh, to kind of visually have it more in line with the rest of the series. Um, I haven't seen that yet, but like judging by how this game looks, it's like yeah, it's a nice because it has such a like a cell shaded, very specific type of visual look to it. And uh, yeah, it, it's a great looking game as far as approximating these comic book like the Kirkman and Adler and um what was it uh, Rathburn their style into um into like a video game series it's done a good job of kind of making that work and in color oh, absolutely that cell shading really evokes the uh, the style of the art in the comic for sure and mm-hmm. uh as much as i like the tv shows i almost feel like the game is is are there uh, the games are there equal uh if not better in some points uh, and telling the story of this world. So um, I really uh, look forward to every time they put out a new uh, uh, Walking Dead game. And Telltale usually, I mean, is really great. That I could definitely recommend the Batman games they did. Uh, the, uh, the the game based on the comic book Fables was really great. I also played that. So, I mean, I'm, again, I'm glad to see them closing out, uh, I guess, from what I've heard, this is supposed to be the final chapter, uh, Clementine's story. And again, you know, like you said, it looks great. The new engine is really smooth and sharp and... Uh, I can't wait to have the time to actually finish the first chapter. So, yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention up on the news on the news uh, front uh, brought I brought to my attention now that I looked it up is uh, Adam Tebalt, a uh, friend of mine, mentioned that um, the uh, Walking Dead Blu-rays, uh, the Steelbook editions, the deluxe editions, are no longer including digital copies of the episodes uh, in the packaging uh, as they have uh, with every season up until. Uh, the the latest one, which would be season eight. Uh, I'm not sure why, but if you are a Blu-ray collector, Steelbook uh, Blu-ray collector, like some of the people on this show, I know, uh, then you might want to be aware of that before you know before plunking down your cash. Yeah, I, that's that's a mystery to me why they would do something like that. That's such a <laughs> probably not the. <clears throat> I'm sure listeners are wondering. It's like, yeah, all right, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, huh. That is a weird, like, change-up for some reason. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Again, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the motivation is. I don't know if, it's, if they're signing new deals or if there's there's some other licensing thing. Or I, I'm curious if they I've, – I've wondered for a long time, kind of like with comics, where they used to give the digital code away with every issue and then Marvel kind of pulled back on that. Um, I, I, I've wondered at times if um, – if movie companies just in general would start to pull back on that as they, as they move more and more and more to digital um, of stopping to just kind of throw that in for, for, I shouldn't say for free. I mean, you're paying, you know, a good sum of money for, uh, for some of these discs. So. Also wanted to mention that uh, uh, Ryan Hurst from uh, Sons of Anarchy. And uh, I think he was also, was he also on Friday night lights? I might be wrong about that. Uh, I believe ca- so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He got cast uh, just today, actually, as Beta. I mean, we already heard that Alpha had been cast with Samantha Morton. Uh, now he's going to be cast as Beta, so I guess we're definitely going to be seeing the Whispers coming up pretty soon. Um, so it'll be an interesting uh, introduction to the cast. It's, again, you know, with uh, with um, you know uh, Rick and uh, and uh, Maggie leaving, it's interesting that they're bringing in the new characters. And from those of us who read the comics, I mean, the Whispers are very. It was a very interesting. Uh, Storyline. It's gonna be interesting to see how they uh, they adapt it to the show. Yep. I, I can't say too much without spoiling anything. I'm trying. Yeah, to it's kind of hard, to, yeah, it's hard to, to get too too <laughs> yeah, deep down not, that rabbit hole. Yeah. He's, he's not in. Um, he's 
he's not in Friday Night Lights. I'm like looking at it now. I know this guy. I know who, who we're referring oh, to. Wasn't sorry. it like Rem- a, was it Remember the Titans or something like that? He, it was. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Remember the like when he was younger. He played a lot of like the dopey guy and like Remember the Titans or um, We Were Soldiers. He's in that. And then now later on, he's grown into having you know a big scraggly beard and being more of a tough guy. So yeah, for Sons of Anarchy, uh, that show Outsiders, and I think it was about like people in Appalachia. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. shows like shows, shows like that is like more of his thing these days. So Beta seems like a perfect fit for him. Yeah, definitely. I'm interested to see how they integrate that storyline into the, the storyline of the main show. You know, and we don't have too much longer until the main show comes back. So, nope. Pretty exciting. Uh, what another couple months? Uh, less than that. October fifth, I think, that. or something. Yeah, it's starting early this year. Usually, it's right around Halloween. Yeah, now that they kind of run it all together, it it you know the the break is kind of less of a of a deal. Wall to wall, Walking Dead. That's right. Is there going to be a, is there going to be a movie theater Fathom event for uh, the season finale and the series premiere of Walking Dead? I don't know. Not yet. <laughs> I'll be sure to cover that announcement. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we ready to start on the episode proper? Let's do it. So this week is pretty much a Morgan episode. We're introduced to a few new characters, uh, but this is really kind of Morgan story. So. Last week was Alicia and Charlie's story. This week is uh, this this week is Morgan's story, and it starts at the beginning. Of course, at the beginning, um, pretty much parallel to Alicia's story. So, you know, at the at the beginning of last episode, or at the end, I guess of the of the the first episode back, Morgan and Alicia were separated, and the the storm was coming that we now know was a hurricane. Um, they got split up. And Morgan tried to to bring her back, and she just took off. And so we saw what happened to Alicia last episode. So now we're seeing what happened to Morgan this episode. And um, as the storm approaches, Morgan finds a semi stuck on the road, and uh, he's able to climb in the back. And he sees all these boxes, and the truck is just loaded and stocked. Um, he can't get into the cab. He tried to, he tried to get into the cab at first and it, it looked like, you know, there was like a, a crushed beer can or something and there was some stuff in there. Um, and he climbs in the back and he finds this is the, the boxes of the, the people that are, or whoever's responsible for the take what you need, leave what you don't, uh, thing going on. So there's, that's what's all, all in all these boxes and that's what's all that, that's about. So he falls asleep and then we fade out, we fade back in. We, he wakes up and because it was, so I'm curious if you guys thought the same thing I did because I was a little confused and I'm, I'm guessing it was done that way on purpose, but because it was dark and the storm and everything, you couldn't really tell where the truck was when he went in it. And then when he gets out, it's like day, it's daylight. It's, it's not storming anymore. He, he seems very disoriented and confused and he's at outside a truck stop in uh that claims to be the best mississippi mud pie in mississippi or um uh the the best mud pie in mississippi um the flip-flop truck stop speaking of mud pies yes. uh richard sheldon has joined us hey hey <laughs> glad you can make it yeah How's it going? Oh. sorry traffic was crazy tonight so that's all right we're just getting rolling but morgan seems very confused and i was confused at first too because i was like okay well were they not in Texas? Like, did they did they end up on the road somewhere and move further away? And then we find out that no, he just fell asleep, and the person that owned the truck got in and drove off. And I was like, 
man, he must be one hell of a heavy sleeper if he slept through <clears throat> all of that. I I mean, given that it was the storm of the century, I can understand yeah. him not being concerned with any noise or movements that were going on just because he assumed that it would be anything related to the giant storm happening. But you think that, that you'd hear the engine starting up? I mean, semi- if it's the storm of the century, it's not just a storm. It's the biggest, as Mo, wow. as Mad TV's Mo Collins says, <laughs> it's the biggest storm ever. <laughs> I mean, I would expect it from somebody else, but it was strange coming from Morgan to yeah. not be aware. In that. That's not him. Yeah, and his mutant powers have been all over the place on this show, yeah. so I don't know. He, he's, he is a ninja. Yeah. I'm saying. But it was confusing and that's, for, for me, like, watching it at first, because I was disoriented as well. I was like, well, we're, like, what what's going on? I didn't, I, it didn't dawn on me yeah. at that point that the truck actually physically moved <laughs> to another state. I, I think it a, designed and shot that way for us to feel the same kind of confusion that right. more feeling so mission accomplished it, it, if it that's just what they're trying to do they did a good job <laughs> yeah it's just weird there's a couple of times in, the, in this episode where morgan it was it was unlike morgan and yeah. some of the actions that happened yeah i think if there if there's something i want to take more uh, of a uh, kind of a, an eye to as far as plot contrivances it's how trusting he seemed to be this episode compared to the past yeah there's that, and I mean, I I think that the whole, you know, reason for this episode, for the most part, besides introducing these new funny characters, uh, was kind of to put Morgan on another one of his little soul searchings to find out exactly who he is. And I think going forward, we're going to see less and less of the flip-floppy, crazy, clear, and then, you know, peaceful um, ninja and all that stuff. I think he's going to start actually growing with the group once they find Alicia and them. I actually agree. Uh, I think this whole episode is a fun (laughs) representation of Morgan's or uh, sorry of um not Morgan of um Lenny James's push and pull between being on one show versus the other and it's like well I could go back to the Walking Dead or I could stick with Fear the Walking Dead <laughs> and there's this and there's like an even new wrinkle because you remember when this was the bad Walking Dead show and now it's not <laughs> like, and, so, and so it's like oh he's actually he's for the benefit of this show, he's making the right decision to stick with what's working as opposed to staying on that other show that we uh, will see what happens as it goes into its next season. Yeah. That's very meta. <laughs> I, I kind of see it. I, 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 I don't, I'm not putting it past him. Yeah. I like the fact, too, that when he goes inside the truck stop and he turns the light switch on and he's, like, amazed that, hey, the electricity works here. And he noticed it because he stares at the coffee pot and sees the lights on the coffee pot. And then turns the light switch on, and it and it kind of wakes everything up in the in the store. And then he even goes in the bathroom and sees that there's running water um, <laughs> in there. And then you know the ham radio goes off, and the lady's on the other side, and he's like very confused um, as to what's going on. It was interesting because the the start of this episode and the start of the last episode, I think last episode obviously was more almost like a silent episode. I mean, obviously towards the end, Alicia and Charlie were communicating more, but, but again, in this episode, this episode, like last week, the first, you know, good bit of it is just kind of this silent, you know, things going around, uh, the characters. And then the, the main, the focus characters just kind of like moving along and not saying anything. 
and really just focusing on uh, reactions and and again with Lenny James, I think it, I think he just did a did a great job of of showing yeah. genuine surprise and delight at the fact that like hey this is actually like part of civilization i didn't know that i'd ever see again right and his acting like he deserves an emmy for the scene where he successfully convinced me that this is a man who's not had a fresh cup of hot coffee in four years yeah i mean that 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 sip he took it you could just see the look on his face of Holy crap! It's coffee, <laughs> or, or or sat on a toilet that works. You know, like, oh yeah, I was. The, with yeah, the that, he got to sit with. They got a copy of Toy Dog magazine and was sitting right down, ready to go. You know, I, I I have in my notes here. I said Morgan just wants what we all want to just be able to <laughs> yeah, take I, a I, dump I, in peace. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, I, and I think I, even in the zombie I, apocalypse, I, he couldn't do it. Couldn't do that. I now, think, I think Alexandria did have some of these conveniences. I mean, they had hot yes. showers there, so it was, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, true. But I don't. But there was a way that this panned out that it was. It was they. But even, it was just more fun to watch it. They never really. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, yes, and he was all by himself. That makes a big difference. Well, and he's been yeah. gone for quite some time. Like it, it's at this point, what he's been he's been split from the Alexandria group for probably what over a year. I don't. No. I don't try to talk about time on this show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, consi- a fairly considerable amount of time. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. So, yeah, I, I, I will point. I will say that I, I like that this show can go from an episode like last week's to something like this, and it doesn't feel jarring. Yes, I right. think they've. Do- I think they've done a good job of balancing exactly the tone that they're they want to have for this show at this point. But even in between episodes like this, where you can have something that's more closed, well, they're both kind of closed off, but more closed off as far as we're in a singular location for an entire week dealing with two characters who barely speak to each other versus. Now we're going to lighten things up a bit and blend the mix of that silence with people that just love to gab. So it's credit to the show for that as well, just making it feel all very organic. And I want to I want to give a shout out again. This this particularly this half of the season so far, um, and we even saw it. I guess, I guess in the in the first half of of this season, but mm-hmm. the direction has been really really solid. I mean, I've been really impressed. I mean this. This episode here was directed by Tara Nicole Wire, who I wasn't really familiar with, but it, it just I just again it, it's very homogenous to the th- to the two episodes that have come before it, at least on this half of the season, where we get like these really nice, well composited long shots and uh, just the, kind of the tone, you know, where you know Morgan's walking and we get you know the the close up on his feet as he you know gets you know obviously in different uh, parts on his journey. Um, and then, you know, him staring down the road and the way they've done the bridge and stuff like that. I don't know. Just like, I think the, the shot composition, um, between the director and, and whoever's in charge of the actual photography, I, th- I think they're, they're just doing a really good job. And, and we, we talked about it a little bit last week and the week before, but you know, whereas the main show just seems to be, um, trying too hard to be like auteur cinema, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I think this show they seem to be just kind of like let's just tell a good story like let's let's just you know compose some some nice looking shots let's do some interesting things with the camera and not try and be too fancy with ourselves if if that makes sense yeah i mean russ as you might know everything's better in texas so that is true you know, they've, they've, uh, oh. and in this case mississippi so uh, you know they've, they've done their job uh, as, as far as kind of increasing the appeal of the show visually 
aesthetically, making it both feel grittier, but also consistently um, cinematic in a way that doesn't rub against the natural grain of the show and the way that The Walking Dead does when it decides to have those quote unquote artsier episodes and the kind of more straightforward ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, the thing is, is like, like with, with um, soundtracks on, you know, the score that's underneath each episode. Is Bear McCreary doing Fear as well? No. Or is it some? No, he doesn't. Okay. But you know how um, that they'll put like you know when this character's on screen, this is more the style of music that'll be undertone. You know, just back and forth, or depending on the action. It seems like they have done the same thing, except with the cameras. I mean, depending on what characters are on screen, or what's paired up, or where in the timeline it is, it's always a little bit different this season, and it just gives a better tone. Because it's constantly shifting with the characters or with the situation. I don't know. It just it it it's very fluid and very good cinematography. It's very good. Music wise, um, the first three seasons were Paul Heislinger, and they've changed it up for this season, which I think shows just based off they changed the whole theme of the right. you know the, the opening theme, let alone just the style of the show in general. It seems with uh, Danny Bensey and Sonder Jurians. I am not familiar with them. I'll have to look them up. So as Morgan is trying to do his business, uh, and again, like I said, even in the zombie apocalypse, you, you can't just have your have your moment of peace. We 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 get our first uh, look at Daryl Mitchell's Wendell, and uh, more he lets Morgan finish what he's doing, and he's you know in his wheelchair and has the shotgun aimed at Morgan. Uh, he comes out with his hands up, and you know he says, "Hey, look, I'm not armed." And they they have a really funny conversation about the whole like. Hey, you know, you're not a disabled person, you're not a handicapped person, yet you're using the the stall and the, he, he, you know, Wendell makes a point of saying like I've I always wanted to ask this before all this happened and and now that, you know, even in the zombie apocalypse, you know, you're you know, people are still taking my stall. Um I, 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 I it was just a <laughs> if he, funny conversation. Yeah, I wonder if he suggested that in the it, when they were filming cuz I don't know if y'all watched Talking Dead last night, but no. he went on and on about people using the the handicap stalls on there too. So, so I think it's a an issue. It sounded here. like his because he's a comedian too, so it sounds like his his uh, comedy it sounds like something he would he would routine he would do. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that he was going to be on this. You talked about it last week, but I forgot. And then I got thinking. So, Daryl, you're a fellow NCIS fan. Is he gone from that show, or was this just? Uh, I heard he was leaving, but he wasn't in the show, so I don't know. Like they didn't, it wasn't in the finale, so I don't. Yeah, I don't uh, know what's going on because I, I like his in NCIS New Orleans. I mean, Triple P yeah. is it's hilarious. And kudos uh, for actually using a disabled actor in this uh, uh, in this role. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't get to speak. I was on last week, so I haven't been able to speak to this. But I'm a, I'm a Daryl Mitchell fan. I you guys, I know Russ. I think you pointed out that you didn't realize that he was actually paralyzed um, before until, until recently. Yeah. And I I have been I've been following him for a while because I think he's just a generally funny guy, but also very capable in drama as well. And I can think of something like Galaxy Quest, where he's very funny in that film. Um, and then it was a quite a tragedy when I learned that he did, keep, you know, he had a motorcycle accident and like he had this thing. But like, it's been so encouraging to see that he's continued acting, that he's continued doing his thing. He's been he's been very successful at it since then. And, and so like, yeah, seeing him pop up on shows like this, like, oh, that's cool uh, for both, you know, him as an actor, as well as, you know, representation for, you know, uh, 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 disa- uh, disabled people that, you know, 
still, you know, work in the industry and do what they can to kind of put themselves out there and show, hey, we can do things just as well as anybody else can. Yeah. And I love he's kind of like an offbeat character as well, which is really kind of funny because when when they go outside and they're in the truck and he kind of gives a speech and he goes, he goes, yeah, you know what they say, you know, when something goes on, you like you keep your truck moving and then and then uh, <laughs> and, and then Mo Collins says, keep on trucking. He's like, keep on trucking. It was <laughs> it was just like yeah. that exchange and he does they do it like two or three times in the show, but it it just was real the timing again, two comedians. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, the timing on that just just really worked, and and the fact that he's kind of like a a little bit of a goofball, uh, I think my, it works. My, my favorite exchange is when um, uh, Mo Collins uh, she says like, "Hey, you talking to my brother or whatever?" And and, and Morgan's like, "Brother," and he's like, "Yeah, we're twins." Yeah, it seemed like they let them do improv with yeah. some of that. On uh, the the Talking Dead mentioned that they they need to make a T shirt with his face on it that says "Keep your truck moving." Yes, yes, <laughs> it's too funny. Uh, but they they convince we'll find out obviously more later. But they convince Morgan that uh, they're the that that they know where all these little outposts are because as Morgan was in there looking like it, it's it's a real store. There's you know orderly things on the shelves. There's water. There's radios. There's um, you know. Uh, protein bars there's you know all the all you know supplies and uh fully stocked and they're like yeah we you know we know how to get all these off-road locations we know where all the trucks are we know where uh you know we we know where all these little outposts are and everything else and that's just what they do you know like people made fun of us before all this happened and you know now we're just we're just keep we just keep doing what we're doing and uh and uh, they keep their truck moving and uh so Morgan decides, you know, he's going to go, you know, back to Texas and help the uh, the people that he left. And so he loads up his car with a bunch of stuff and um, decides to head on out on the road. And yeah, he he so he drives and then he comes across like what looks like a very large limb. It didn't even look like a full tree that was stuck in the road. And he's just like, well, guess I'm not getting through here. And then just gets out and starts walking. And I was like. Wouldn't you try and like move the thing out of like I don't know it just it it it, I, it wasn't yeah. in for us it wasn't in so he, he starts uh, starts walking again and then we get this real interesting montage where it's this big long shot and it's you know Morgan you know moving towards the camera and he kind of has this like freak out moment where he starts hearing the voices of you know <laughs> the people in Texas and kind of what was going on and. Gets again. This is more like you know, clear Lenny James where, or clear Morgan, <clears throat> and he starts getting confused. And it's it's almost like internally he's the, the like you were saying, uh, Aaron. Like is he deciding if he wants to go back to the old show or stay on this show? Um, <laughs> I like to I'd like to think that all the voices they, they threw everything in there. They had voices from the Fear the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead, Qui Gon Jinn's voices in there, Yoda's <laughs> voices. Like they just like threw every like thing in the sound mix they could to get him really confused. Yeah. <laughs> You got Mark Strong asking what happened to our series, dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some clips from Snatch were in there. Yeah. Like, just everything. Everything was in there. Uh, and so ultimately, he decides he's going back and he just turns tail and starts running uh, back. And uh, he gets on the radio. Yeah, he gets on the, gets on the walkie. Yeah, yeah he yeah, gets on sorry. the radio and, and tells Wendell and Sarah, like, hey, 
you know that that bridge you told me about to get back where I was going. Yeah, that that's washed out. So I can't I can't get back to my people. I'm coming back to you, and then uh, we'll go from there. And so he obviously. So what lied. do you think? What do you think his motivation was there? I mean, it, it, I mean, you could kind of see it in his face. That, you know, he wasn't sure. He was kind of seemed trepidatious to try to go back. I mean, do you think it was too far? I think he was just scared to go back. I think he just didn't because he had a look of. Uh, almost anguish a little bit like he like he kept thinking about it in his head like it's it's not worth you know like maybe i it's better off me not going like that's just they're a broken like group. he's talking himself out of it yeah he's, he's well and talk himself out of it when when uh she later you know calls him out on it and everything i was hoping to get a little bit of an explanation then he um, does give an explanation, though. Well, he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He, says, I'm a coward. he calls him. He calls himself a coward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, what was it? What like what Jim's asking? What was? I think it? he's. I, I think he's scared of assimilating, being a part of something that's mm-hmm. stable. I think he he still wants to work on himself. As far as he's a broken right. person, he's a he's a person that's All literally right. divided himself between. He has a stick that literally tells him what to do: either kill or not kill. He can't. Right. He can't. He can't rationalize between the two, and so he's not fixed yet. He doesn't. He hasn't earned his way to be part of Rick's new world frontier version. He wants to go back to be part of something that's still fi- figuring things out, just like he is. Well, and I think I think going back to the group in Texas, it they're a broken group, and I think part yeah. of him is like yeah. I, I can't go through that again. Like I can't meet up with another dysfunctional group and try and be the glue that holds them together because look what happened. Like we had all these, you know, Madison's dead and, you know, strand is a mess and like all this other stuff. Or I can go back to Alexandria where things are, are going back to normal. Like they're going to build a society. They're going to do all, you know, all these things are, well, and it's not on him. Right. Like that's the other thing. Like he doesn't want it to be on his shoulders. He doesn't feel like, he, he doesn't feel like he can hold it together like um, like he sees other people do. Like, you know, like he's even seen Carol do it to a point. Like, uh, has some kind of leadership role uh, after a while. He's the one that couldn't do it. Like, he, he, he led that kid astray. I'm, I'm sure he hasn't forgiven himself for that. Yeah. Of that kid turned into a killer. So it's like, and then he didn't exactly get through to Alicia. Um, when he had that conversation, he doesn't know that she didn't, you know, do what she did. He doesn't know that he did get to her a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and that she's not gone. Um, but that's all the stuff he doesn't know. So he's sitting there going, "I can't do this. I failed. Like, you know, I'm just make things worse. You know, or I'll, if, or the worst case scenario, I wind up having to take them down. Maybe I know. I don't know what's going to happen." Just a, a clarification question because I'm trying to think of this right now and I can't just I don't remember is Alex is there still an Alexandria <laughs> or is yeah. it burned down completely? No, it's is, it, well, I mean it's it's, it's in pretty bad shape, but okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying no. to think was like was the last time we were there when Carl got like killed? Uh, was that the last time we kind of visited that area? Yeah, uh, yeah, isn't it? Right, was, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, 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 mean, I can't think of a scene where Rick's like, we're standing in the burning wreckage of our houses, and we got to get it. I don't remember that scene, so I can't think of any time when that happened. Didn't it all end on the hilltop where, um, not the hilltop, but on the hill where him and Negan had their final? Yeah, it, it ended on a place yeah. that that should be called the hilltop as opposed to the fairly flat area that we know as the right. hilltop. <laughs> right. 
That's all. I, mean, I was just curious. I was trying. To, I couldn't wrap my mind. I was like, have we gone to Alexandria in like a minute? I yeah. Because that's been like a half season, right? Because Carl died yeah. just halfway through. Yeah, so yeah. it's been a while yeah. since we've been now, I think yeah. it's good. By the time we get to season nine of that show, it's going to have jumped, what, two years or a year months. or something? So it's rebuilt. I'll just do it a thousand. Make it a skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> make, it be, make it Futurama. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so Morgan decides he's gonna he's gonna head back to uh, to Wendell and Sarah, and he starts headed back that way, and he comes across uh, he comes across a, a man running in a field with a with a with a burlap sack around his head and a bunch of walkers chasing him down, and he's freaking out. And um, so Morgan decides to stop, goes to help him. Uh, and we come across Aaron Stanford's character, uh, who's, we find out his name, Jim, and he's a microbrewer. And, uh, that's what he was doing before it all hit the fan. That's what he's pretty much, according to him, been doing since it all hit the fan. And he's really done nothing but that. Like he's, they said he's, I don't, I, I, I don't know how he's able to do it, but he's pretty much lived in a, in a place where he hasn't had to deal with, you know, fighting off the dead. Uh, but he's just, he's just making beer, uh, because he's convinced. Um, that that beer is the is the answer to everything. It's it's funny. He gives this little speech about, about history. Uh, history was built on beer, and he he gives his little rant, and you know feels like hey, it you know it's not going to be used for like actual monetary currency, but at some point people are going to barter and trade and everything else, and I'm going to have you know I have this skill that that probably not many people. Uh, are are going to have and so I I don't know I, I he's he seems like an interesting cat uh, yeah he, he yeah. sounds like a, he sounds like one of the children of Thanos that was like hanging out on the sides <laughs> <laughs> even even in the zombie apocalypse there room for craft IPAs I guess. that's right man. oh yeah well now it made me think of this documentary and I posted it on the, on our, our Facebook group but how beer saved the world I saw it a few years ago and it talks about exactly what he was saying you know how. We, humans were nomadic but they settled down to grow the grain so they could make beer or fermented wine and all this other stuff so um it's true beer did save the world well it's funny how uh there it did a report not that long ago that i read where every time there is a um there's political upheaval or there's a tragedy or something the the things that go up uh in sales are of course Cigarettes and and alcohol, like oh, those yeah. are the two things. So it kind of is. I mean, he's kind of not wrong, right? I mean, that would be something that people would want, uh, you know, no matter what, especially in a, in a zombie apocalypse, I guess. Now, Morgan just kind of like res like rescuing this guy's one thing. It's like, okay, yeah, he's a guy that's bound up and has a bag over his head, running away from Walker. Mm-hmm. Sure, let's let's tr- let's try to solve this situation. But then he's like, let me like free you and let you sit next to me in my car and hear you. Let's yeah, like, Morgan's really letting him like like along with like a- along with uh, what Wendell and Sarah. He's like, I'm just hearing everybody's story out and just taking them at their word yeah. right now. It's like, okay. And he's telling him about, you know, Alexandria and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that is just, again, I mean, the show has done it before, though, but that is just another one of those times where they either dumb down a character or take away their skill set for a minute to fit the story that they needed to fit for for, for the whatever episode. 
Yeah, because I I can't chalk that up to his abilities as to making him like suddenly not you know remembering to be cautious about things like that. Just seems yeah, like he's a survivor. Kinda, exactly, yeah. like he clears. Like his default yeah. mode is to be crazy and untrusting. So it's like okay. yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. I, I guess I I kind of just chalked it up to part of it at least with Jim was. This guy obviously isn't a threat. I mean, he's running down a field with a bag on his head and screaming, you know, help me, help me. So obviously this guy is not one to be able to hold his own. So yeah, but yeah, wouldn't you I immediately but, went to, is this a trap? Cause that, that's, yeah. Because yeah. wouldn't you think, I mean, he'd been, we've been on this road before where they use, uh, uh, you know, the, the weakest, uh, the one who appears the weakest to to kind of lure people in. Yeah, that's Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Where's uh, that? Where's that? Uh, where's that Tom Hardy gif? That's bait. Let's put put that put that up there. That, that's that's what needs to be right now. It's just he was just a little too open for me. Uh, and it's Pyro. I can't trust all. him. He's on he's on Magneto's side. That's yeah, not, I don't no. know. <laughs> yeah, that damn Pyro. He's wearing shoes this time. Yeah. Morgan and and uh, and Jim go on about their way. They come across the truck uh, with Wendell and Sarah, and it turns out that uh, once Jim gets a, his eyes on Wendell and Sarah, he freaks out, runs back towards the car, and then we find out that Wendell and Sarah are not who they claim to be. Uh, they actually stole the truck, and they've pretty much been lying from the get-go. They they stole the truck, they found the map, oh. and, uh, and the notes and everything else, and kind of uh, used all that to lie to to Morgan and tell him what's going on. And the next thing you know, Jim and and Morgan are tied up and put in the back of the truck with all of Jim's beer making stuff, his his kegs and copper tubing and uh, his his grain, his hops, and all that kind of stuff. Like when they captured him, they didn't he didn't see his captors. Who, when they, who, Jim? When they captured him, not Morgan, not Jim, yeah. They, he didn't see them no, he did. when they got he, him? He their voices as soon as they spoke oh, before right. they came around the truck. Um, he's well, like, the only reason why I go. <laughs> well, the only reason I ask is I'm like, wouldn't if you saw him captured, wouldn't, wouldn't especially Morgan, being what he's been through all these years, you'd think he'd interrogate him a little bit. Didn't he bit say he didn't get it? The- I thought he did ask him if... Didn't he ask Jim did if it? he saw who did it? And he's like, no, they got the jump on him or something like that? Yeah, I think so. I thought they had a conversation okay. about that. That's why I asked that. I but they sure. heard his voice. Or he heard their voice. Yeah. So that's- well, that you can't really distinct. I mean, you know, but I just thought like facial or, you know, any kind of. If he saw them and described them, that'd be an easy, like, oh, I know them. You know, but if they didn't, he didn't see them and all they did, all he did was hear their voices, then. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. know what to describe. And plus, plus Wendell, I assume, was doing his white voice, so you know that would make it even more difficult. Oh, that's yeah. They <laughs> are twins. Exactly, exactly. They're other twins. That's, yeah, that's true. So anyway, they 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 put Morgan and and Jim in the back and uh, head on their way. And and Jim is, uh, you know, Morgan is like, you're going to work with them. Like you're going to actually, you know, go along with this and. And again, Jim is just like, look, you know, what do we, I mean, this is what I want to do. I mean, I, you know, I, I and that's when they kind of have the conversation about, you know, the, the 
you know, currency and, you know, the things coming back. He's like, you know, we're going to repopulate this planet again. We're going to, we're going to basically do everything over that we did the first time and, and do it again. And, uh, and he's, he's all in on the beer thing. Uh, and of course the truck hits, uh, some bad roads. Uh, it looks like a road that was kind of somewhat washed out and the asphalt's all messed up and the truck is stuck. And, uh, so they stop and Sarah gets out and says like, it trucks too heavy. We got to move stuff off so we can get it out. And so he, he, uh, they, they get out of the truck and, and that's when Jim kind of further kind of cuts his deal and is like, look, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll be willing to help you, you guys out if you cut me loose. Um, and so she does. And Morgan is having none of it. He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing this. Um, and so as they're standing by the road and getting ready to, to hop back in the truck, cause they see some walkers that are coming down in the little valley below and, uh, Wendell's worried that there's more coming like that, that, you know, yeah, there's just a few of them now, but who knows? It could be a horde or um, a herd or whatever coming. And uh, so they're kind of mad scrambling and Jim sees some stuff that he, you know, his, his, uh, what is it, evaporator coils or whatever it is that, that his copper uh, that he wants to get back. And he makes a, a jump for it. He knocks, uh, he, he runs into Morgan, Morgan tumbles down into the ravine below um, and uh, can't get back up ends up getting on top of a car that's stuck down there and everybody isn't going to help them because they don't want to get involved in it. So they kind of watch on the bridge overhead and Morgan's like, Hey, is somebody going to come help me? And they're all like, yeah, we're not doing that. And, and that's where Jim says like, Hey, look, I don't, I, you know, I haven't done this before. Like I just, I'm a dude that makes beer. Like that's, that's all he did. And, and Wendell's like, well, yeah, I haven't really had an opportunity to do much zombie killing myself. Um, and so they kind of, they kind of all look to Sarah and they try to do a little barter where, uh, you know, Morgan says, well, Hey, look, I'll tell you how to get to Alexandria. I'll lead you there. We'll go there, but you, you know, come, come get me. And so they're like, well, how do we know you'll actually tell us? And he's like, how do I know you'll actually come get me? It was kind of one of those standoffs. So Morgan actually tells them like hey head down you know highway 81 again that's the that ain't you know like that again was like morgan why would the hell would you do that well it turns out he didn't well right yeah but, but we mean, didn't know at the head, time right thinking, yeah, he, he was yeah, like dantoline yeah. they're on dantoline <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> exactly uh right. i just figured like why didn't he just say I, listen you you either come get me or you just don't know yeah i i, I was kind of with you i was like this seems a little not right uh and then he basically tries to 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 kind of bait him a little bit and says okay i'll tell you how to get halfway there and then mm-hmm. and then you get me out and then when we get to that spot i'll tell you how to get the rest of the way and they're they're still not going for it so then he quote tells them the rest of the way and that's when they have the conversation about, well, who's going to go get them? And everybody's, you know, one, two, three, not it. And um, and Sarah's at yeah. that point where she's like, well, I'm not going down there by myself to go get them. And so they're like, sorry, man. And they all just pack up and head down the road. And uh, I mean, it's like, also kind of. I'm sorry. I, just, like half of me is thinking, well, given the situation he's in, they do seem to have the. I mean, they have the high ground for one thing, but they have the upper hand as far as. 
he needs them to help him more than not. But at the same time, I'm thinking this is Morgan. He's going to get himself out of the situation. So it's like I can't, I can't feel too bad for what's taking place here because I know it's going to resolve itself. But it also gave me just a cool shot of Walker surrounding a car with the hands constantly in motion. So I was like, well, that led All to this right. scene. So I'm happy with and that. And there's some cool, gnarly looking walkers. There's that one that had like the bottom of his 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 jaw that was messed up. Uh uh-huh. And then the, a bunch of them, the, the the paint work they did on the hands, like they had these big, yeah. like almost yeah. like huge liver spots or something on there. That I don't know, just it was. The, 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 I thought the the uh, the makeup work looked looked really good on on the ones that were around him. It looked great at night too. I just really yeah. liked the con- it was like a like a like a river of dead just kind of constantly around him as he sat on that car, just contemplating what to do or how to handle yeah. it. And this also kind of just shows. The difference between people that, you know, Morgan, who's been through what he's been through, and he is a survivor, and just people that are just trying to get by and are not used to this kind of life. Like anyone else, if this has happened probably to anyone else in the group, uh, um, you know, the main group, I don't think they would have been able to get out of it without help. Um but when it comes to more, you know, Morgan is the, you know, he's one of the superheroes, right? He was from from the main show. They find ways to survive no matter what. Yeah, like Alicia probably could get out of this at this point. Um, you know, Nick would be screwed. Strand would be like trying to barter his way out of there. Yeah. Lucian is a wild card. John, he, you know, he'd probably like just get really puppy dog eyed, and one of them would like just give him like fine go, like you know. So it's yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how everybody else would solve this. But yeah, Morgan's like yeah, he's on easy street. He just you know, give him a second, he'll figure it out. <laughs> easy street. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I understood that reference. <laughs> uh, uh. Dude, I can hear Chubb looking for it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's rustling around back yeah. there. <laughs> uh, I can find that file. I'll find it. Uh, but but this is where we get Morgan's speech, where he he says, "Look, I don't I don't expect you to come back for me. I don't I don't you know it's not that I deserve it." And he he says, "You know I I, I want you know want you to know why I didn't go back for those people and my my crew in Texas." And he says, "I am a coward." And he just goes on and he's like, "Well." I'm hoping that if you do come back for me, it's so that I'm given the opportunity to do right by them, to to come back and uh, and do the right thing and 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 be a good person. And uh, of course, that 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 ain't happening. They they're not coming back for him. No. And uh, he. But but it was enough for him to channel the "I don't die" power yeah. that he has. Yeah. To just figure it out, like the, the go for it, like ah. You know, like he just he just had that uh, thing of listen. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, um, I own up to what I you know the mistakes I made on this, and that's it. And then, but of course, Morgan he doesn't know how to give up, right? Like even in his darkest hour, I mean, you know, he lost his wife, he lost his kid. Even when he's insane, he doesn't know how to die. Yeah. There's always that part of him that's that, just that little that spark that keeps him alive no matter what. Rick has the same thing. It's, it's him. I think it's, it's something that they share. Um, Rick's you know, is Darryl, about to run out. I think so. We'll see. Well, <laughs> yeah, depending on what happens, Shown yeah. like they they just have that spark. Carol, they, they there's something that they share where even when they think 
you know, this is it. They don't care anymore. They just still can't die. Like, there's always that survival uh, switch that goes off for them. And they make it. I will say I was looking forward to seeing Morgan pull, like, a James Bond, run on top of the heads of the walkers and get himself out of their move. But it's <laughs> he, just, he, just, he, just lost, he just lost his boot instead. I was like, oh, that sucked. I thought he was going to do, like, a flip into the water or something, too. I thought, well, too- would he do, like, a jump into the water and then just... That's the other thing. This didn't seem like the most inescapable position. He could seem like he didn't need to go up the hill. He could have just like went downstream a bit and found his way out of there. But I kept thinking he was gonna do. But, but. Yeah, right. And he just kind of is like, nope. I'm gonna try climbing up this vertical hill with my hands tied behind my back and then find stuff. So yeah, so he's he, yeah, so he he's able to kind of make a jump off the top of the truck, and he. Is, is trying to frantically escape with his hands tied behind his back and he looks over at the box again the he he sees the the, the road sign because they make a point of saying every what is it every mile marker that ends in four that's where they leave uh that's where they All leave right. the box and so he sees the so the macgyver uh, moment happens yeah right? so he right. sees the sign and then sees the box and then gets the knife out of the box cuts himself free and then he picks up, I think, is my favorite. So I have two favorite weapons so far on The Walking Dead. The first one, I, I don't think anything will be better than the muzzle of the machine gun that, that Alicia is able to uh, whittle yeah. into a badass uh, stab weapon. That's my favorite. Right. And then I think the sign still attached to the pole is probably my second uh, favorite weapon. Just the thought of him. Because he... He gets fancy all the time, right? It's like it's not even in. It's an instinct, right, for him to twirl it, yeah. like he does, like he did that anyway. He did it again. It's like he twirls the sign. I was like, is he going to twirl that sign? Is he going to do that ninja thing? <laughs> just, he does do the Darth Maul. The, I was waiting for him to do the Darth Maul thing where he just yeah. Um, yeah. He, but I just it, it, and it makes sense, right? Like if you're going to fight these zombies and you need something that's basically going to crack somebody's head open, you know this this sign that's made out of this. Uh, durable thin sheet of or piece of sheet metal attached to a pole is like oh. perfect. I don't know. There's just something about that. I was like, that's a pretty cool weapon. They I like that. To score that scene with uh, a, a ace of base. <laughs> oh no, no! And it's also funny that because we know Morgan, can you just play the song? We know Morgan, I'd rather the song. <laughs> you know he wants it. Um, it's it's funny how even with because it's Morgan, they don't even have to finish showing him kill all the others. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. So just, they do it right. They just kill a few and then cut the scene. We know Morgan's fine. Yeah. So that's so after that we get the cool. So this is another one of those cool like mini montages where they focus on his feet and you could see him walking uh, through the different. You know, a, again he's been walking for a while and and we show some mm-hmm. passage of time and he comes across the truck in in the road. And of course, uh, they say, "Oh well, we we know like there is no exit eighty one or whatever it is off that highway." Uh, and he asks, "Well, how far did you get before you realized that?" And they told him, oh, about a couple hundred miles." Uh, and they came back, and so now Morgan's like stir. They, they realize they're hosed. Like they can't find this place without Morgan. They they know that. Nope. Morgan now that he's broken free and isn't in time isn't in, in a desperation time here. Uh, says like, look, we're gonna go pick up my people in Texas, and I I will take you. You're gonna take me. I will take you to Alexandria, but you're gonna drive, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna go back for my people in Texas. Um, 
and we're going to make a few stops on the way, which I thought was a cool thing. And then we get mm-hmm. kind of another scene of them stopping every 10 miles and putting out the boxes and, and you know, continuing the work um, and, and going on about their way. I thought this was a pretty great ending to this episode yeah. as far as, well, I mean, there's more coming, but I mean, as far as this plot line goes, seeing, because like, you know, compared to The Walking Dead, where there's a very specific goal for the past couple seasons, which was get Negan, this show is a little more freeform as far as what they were ultimately trying to do. And so I do like that the the concept here is, let's use like our goodwill and like our morality meter and say, how about we uh, just leave goods behind to help people out that could use it? Like it's such yeah. a nice swing in a different direction compared to the right. very nihilistic version that takes place constantly on the other show. And that's not to say this show doesn't have its darkness as well, but like, it's nice to see that it's nice to see some sense of hope in a, in, you know, one of two zombie apocalypse series that we have. Yeah. Well, he's like the sheriff, right? Cause I mean, you know, uh-huh. he, he kind of takes that role and it seems like that will continue as the series progresses. Um, you know, now that he knows they're full of crap and he kind of got his moral compass back, um, when he, you know, kind of realized he kind of he knew, but I mean, he kind of, kind of dealt with his failings and what he felt like was his failing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I like how he just came in. He he stood stronger. It's all Liddy James. He always he knows how to play it physically as well as as well as uh, uh, when he's when he's emoting. And when he comes in, when he walks up on them, it's like. He can almost put the Jedi sword on his side and the and the robe on him, and he's like, "This is what you're going to do." Um, and they didn't even fight it; like they just was like, "Whatever, uh, we'll, do, we'll just do it." We're not even gonna. And then you see the in Jim, he just falls in with it; like he's just a follower, right? And and even he uh, uh, gives the beer, uh, puts the beer in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his little uh, trying to be kind. I guess, um, but I like it. I like it. it's like uh, it is. It is. It is, is kind of like a, a nice little. You know, they they have their mission. They're back on point. This is what Morgan's going to do. So he's ready to meet up with them now. Uh, and now we can go to the other, the other uh, members of the group that are separated. Yeah, and it was cool the way that that they narr- It was the as they were dropping the boxes off. It was Lenny James narration slash communicating over the radio to the actual truck driver that Sarah and Wendell stole the truck from and just said, Hey, we're, we're good people. Like we're continuing your work. We're trying to get back to you. Keep an eye out for us. Um, if you can hear us, you know, talk to us, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, we see at the very end of the episode that, uh, there's a woman that gets, is listening on the radio and she hears what's going on and crazy, which is the same woman that, that Morgan talked to, I'm assuming at the beginning of the episode, correct? That's yeah. what I yeah. yeah. Uh, the one looking for polar bear. Yeah, creepy box lady. That's what I call her. Um, and so she looks over at the truck driver and he's like pinned to the wall through the throat. And she picks up that marker and writes on his face, uh, take what you need, leave what you don't. Or what, and, um, she she seems uh, a little unhinged, to say the least, I would say. You know, she made me think of... Uh, um, she made me think of this could have been Michonne if she had never got with the group 
like she did. Oh, yeah. Because it, it like the she has no fear. Like she has no fear of the of the. You can tell already she has no fear of the walkers. Um, but being isolated, she's probably been isolated for a long time, and and that's kind of what probably she you know kind of lost it from that right there's a little bit part of her that's off but it did the first thing that made me think of is michonne and i mean not because she's just a black woman she made me think of michonne because she used she's she's using the zombie the walkers for companionship like she's controlling them like it's almost like they're her pets like michonne did Mm -hmm. um and i could see that if michonne didn't come across a strong group, like you, you know, like not a strong group like she did. I could see Michonne would have went down there eventually because it took a while for her to fight for her humanity too. When she got with the group, she had to, she had to, to kind of learn to 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 come back from the from the wilderness. I, I mean, ironically, it helped out when she met up in with, um, or was at least along for the ride when they met up with Morgan again in Clear, like because that's yeah. when she started c- catching up with uh, Carl and uh, mm-hmm. ma- mainly mm-hmm. Carl, but also Rick, as far as bringing her back down to like reality. Right, right. Well, yeah, Carl did break, help. Carl was one of the. I mean, and that's kind of why she felt how you, you could really feel her loss with Carl because Carl was one of was one of the tethers that she had to find her way back. Yeah, St. Carl. Have, yeah, St. Carl. She wouldn't have been able to love Rick if it wasn't for Carl. I don't think. Well, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, and I, I am curious to see where this character goes just because, yeah, it's not some kind of crazy leader of some wild society. It's, you know, something different, so hopefully it leads to being some kind of... Yeah, there's not a big theory. threat. Yeah. yeah, like there's yeah, no... It's, there's it's, no the these this group is coming like there's no foreshadowing of the of this uh and i think it's a good thing like there's no it's just the it's it's dangerous enough just being out there right Uh Um, and 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 you don't really always need maybe rick's group does because they're freaking superheroes but the rest of the group the fear of walking dead group they don't need you know they don't they don't need to constantly have to go up against the uh, one gigantic big bad. I think it's kind of good to have it that it's the environment that's there that they have to fight constantly. Yeah, it's, it's a benefit. It's a benefit of this show not having to adhere or at least have some kind of guideline through a comic. It can just exist yeah. on its own. So I don't. Yeah. I don't have an expectation of where things are going, and so mm-hmm. I, this that's the kind of thing I want the show to embrace more of. The fact that it doesn't have a you know a predestined you know line to go for. So. Yeah, see where this goes. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the episode. Any uh, any final thoughts on the the show the show itself? Anything anything that you want to hit on that I glossed over or missed? No, it's just cool. I think it's just cool that Alicia has her journey. You know, like she had to go through her thing, and now she's a little bit more on a path. And now we have. Morgan on a path and you know like and I'm interested to see what what the path is for the rest of the group because they're all lost too so yeah. I'm just curious to see what their path is going to be I've been off for a couple of weeks but I just want to point out that I am a big fan of Drunk Strand that's like probably my yes. favorite oh, yeah, on the show right now <laughs> I think Drunk Strand is pretty great so I, I look forward to seeing when everybody kind of gets back together again and seeing where these interactions take us but uh yeah <laughs> 
Agreed. So before we get into our Toby ratings, uh, we should hear a word from our sponsor. Anybody want to? That would be be Discount Comic Book Service, my friends, or DCBService.com. If you are downloading them up on the internet, and you should because that's where all their stuff is, uh, (laughs) they are the place to get all of your geek supplies. And now I'm talking about graphic novels. I'm talking about action figures. I'm talking about gaming supplies. If you're into the gaming like I am, uh, uh, cl- geek clothing, collectibles, statues. If you uh, want to get caught up on The Walking Dead, uh, the, the comic book and the graphic novel, there's some great deals right now at their uh, sister site, In Stock Trades. Right now, you can get The Walking Dead Omnibus, which are these beautiful hardback editions of 24 issues apiece. They are 50% off right now. Originally $100, now only 50 um, and they look really good on your on your bookshelf. You can also get the uh, the trade paperbacks. They're a little more economical. Normally fourteen ninety nine. Now going for eight sixty nine. That is forty two percent off uh, the cover price. And uh, also the um, the hardcover editions, which feature twelve issues apiece, they are normally thirty five dollars. They're going for seventeen dollars. That is fifty percent off. How do they tra- him? Huh? How do they How do? do- such crazy low prices. The the boss is on vacation and we've gone insane with prices. Uh, it's it's magic. It's it's blood magic. That's how they do it. Uh, but DCB Service is a great place if you, for all your graphic novel and geeky needs. Uh, definitely go there. You can find better prices and you can find stuff on Amazon even. If, if you want to catch up with the Walking Dead graphic novels, as I said, they're all uh, mostly 50, 45% off there for every single uh, uh, comic leading all the way up to the present. Uh, even the new issues are 50% off as you get them from Image uh, if you want to buy the single comics. And so uh, that's quite a few comics, but still. <laughs> Um, but uh, the omnibus editions are beautiful. They're really nice. They look good on the bookshelf. They're oversized. So you can really see that that beautiful Tony Moore and Charlie Adler art. And um, they, as I said, they're going for uh, for fifty dollars when they're normally a hundred right now. But not only, like I said, not only graphic novels. If you're not into the comics, you can get the action figures. I hear the Funko Pops are very popular with the young people. They have those at uh, DCB service.com uh, you can get all kinds of geeky clothing i'm looking at this really sweet um the beads from black panther the uh, it's a replica a movie replica of the uh the bead the uh the um techno beads that they used in the movie uh that you can wear that is 60 percent off right now at the at, uh, show inside. them who you are that's right daryl show them who you are that's uh with, when you wear the beads that's that's what oh is that what happens okay yeah mm-hmm. I thought the powers of the Black Panther would be stripped away. Anyway, they also have the uh, compendiums, which are the huge phone book editions, which are what I have. It's uh, over a 1,000 pages of Walking Dead in each compendium, and those are 42% off. Normally, 60 bucks, you can get them for $34.79 at uh, InStock Trades and DCBService.com. So check it out. They have a huge selection, more things than I could possibly list in a podcast on sale. Great prices, great people to work for, great service. You're going to get better service and better deals than you would from a big box store like Amazon or whatever. And uh, uh, 40% off new, a lot of new comics as well. In stock trades, dcbservice.com. Go there. Give them your money. And we thank you. Thank them for your for our, for our their support. Sorry with the pronoun problem, sir. Right. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the Facebook group and the Toby ratings, let's talk about our Toby ratings. Uh 
don't you go first, Daryl? Um, I would definitely have to give it a three out of five. I mean, it's it wasn't the most exciting episode, but it was still uh, it was a, a, still a strong one. I think um, you know it was good character building again with with Morgan. It was good to see the new characters. Uh, uh, join. I think they've been really great with uh, with the addition of all the new characters that have come on this uh, on this show recently. Um, so I really, you know, it was a good dad. Had a lot of good comedy. You know, but that was fun. I mean, it wasn't such a you know. You, last week's was was really an emotional episode, and you know, it was it was cool that they didn't have to go that route again with this with the uh, this one. But yet, it still felt like it. You know, it was important. So, uh, yeah, three out of five. Aaron, uh, I like this episode quite a bit. I have been liking this whole season uh, thus far. I think last week's episode was pretty terrific as well. I'd say this is honestly uh, pretty on par. Um, so, I'd say for uh, for Toby's. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got an email that said I've been accepted to the Online Film Critics Society, which is actually pretty cool. So I'm a little, uh, a little happy. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> buddy. Oh, yeah. nice. It's pretty cool. Um, sorry. It's just like, huh, not, didn't, didn't see that coming. Um, but yeah, the no, four Tobys, I think it's a strong um, I think it's a strong episode that once again shows how good Lenny James can be, even with some maybe short-sighted events that might take place that are more plot contrived plot contrivance than um something that more organically works in but i mean take you know little nitpicks like that away you still get a solid episode that introduces some characters that i like watching um they're played by actors that i think are very capable for these types of roles that they've been given um the show looks great i mean this episode looks really good I mean, last week's episode looked pretty amazing this week's episode looks very good as well just showing both the the continued use of the landscape that they have to work with as well as giving you a semblance of what's going on in uh, morgan's mind um, so yeah, just everything about this, I think, is just continuing to show the show being in tip-top shape right now. So four Tobys, Jim. I'm with Aaron. I give this four Tobys. Uh, Lenny James is one of my favorite actors on the show on either show, and it was I, I'm always happy to see a Morgan Spotlight episode. I had a few concerns of like you know some of the decisions that he made, but I mean considering he's not in the most stable place right now as a character, I I can totally let that go. Um, I like the fact that they brought in uh, new, they're bringing in new characters that are interesting and seem to have more than a couple of dimensions to them. And I like the choices they made in the casting of these new characters as well. One with some uh, comedic actors uh, like Mo Collins, um, kind of bring a little more uh, levity and humor as opposed to, you know, con. I mean, especially like you, like Aaron, like AAA Ron was saying um, after last week. You know, as heavy as that episode was, there were there were a few lighter touches here, and so and a little more hopeful. So I uh, definitely I give it a four out of five Toby's. Mr. Toad. Yeah, I'm in agreement with Jim and Aaron. Um, this, I mean, there's little little nitpicks I could go through, but I mean, for the most part, it was so good. Um, this just goes more to show how much this showrunner really puts into it, how well the writing's done. We already talked about the directing and the cinematography. I mean, it is like we're watching a whole new show. I mean, and it's great. I mean, I I think that the worst episode of this season so far was, in my rating, was like a three, three and a half. So, I mean, that's pretty good. And this one, 
uh, I would give a four. And there's something that I that I didn't expect out of this episode or any episode that focuses on Morgan. Um, and that is because I think you said it earlier, Aaron, about, um, you know, we knew he'd be fine. He's Morgan, you know, uh, on top mm-hmm. of the carpet. Uh, I disagree a little bit, at least from my point of view, because there was a few a moment during that that I was like. I was really afraid for Morgan. I really thought that that he could that something could happen at that point um, because like some like Russ mentioned earlier, there's no real roadmap for this show like there is for the other one uh, based on the comic. Um, so we just don't know what to expect. And I actually thought that you know there was a slight possibility that Morgan could have gotten bit and died or whatever, and that those two show up on the other show in their truck pulling into Alexandria at some point. Um, I didn't know, but I actually was afraid for Morgan there for a little bit until, of course, he pulled a Morgan. Um, but just great acting, great writing, great everything. Um, yeah, it's a four, four Tobys for sure. Excellent. Uh, I will also give it a four. I think I've given so far, this is the third episode in a row that I've given a four and kind of the same reasons for previous weeks, uh, heavy emphasis on the direction and the, uh, cinematography, uh, that they're using for, for this back half of the, of the season. And I, I'm really digging the new characters they've introduced. I mean, just much like the beginning of the season, uh, the beginning of this half season, you know, bringing in, uh, Mo Collins and Daryl Mitchell and Aaron Stanford um, has been. I, I think it's kind of breathed some life into the show and given it some character uh, that it's it's needed uh, because I, I think some of these characters have been a little bland and a little mopey and uh, and and a little dour and I, I think having uh, kind of some new faces come in with a variety of of different personalities it'll be helpful and I like that they're not using. Uh, so one of the things with Aaron Stanford, he tends to always play the same kind of guy. Um, you know, going back to Pyro and then his character on Nikita, he was always kind of like dickish. Uh, and Smarmy. Yeah, and even on 12 Monkeys, he kind of had that like chip on his shoulder, um, you know, a little more range in 12 Monkeys, I think, than the previous two. But this one, he seems kind of a little more meek and a little more... Um, just just a, a different a, a, a different demeanor and, and a different character. So I'm 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 pleased with that so far, and uh, yeah, I just I'm I'm looking forward to to the next five episodes and see how things go. But who cares what we think about Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, apparently, well, hopefully somebody or else we wouldn't have. I a was podcast. gonna say apparently some some folks <laughs> do because it is a fairly uh, a, fa- a fairly successful Walking Dead podcast. If I say so myself. Um, but we have a great fa- a Facebook group uh, for fear- for the Walking Dead TV podcast, um, and we ha- ask you, as every week, when it's fear, it's Toby ratings. When it's the main show, it's the Buster ratings. Um, and so since we are on the fear half, uh, the dulcet tones of Mr. Jim Dietz will read all of your Toby ratings if you leave them on our Facebook page. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks. A wonderful introduction. And as you said, the Walking Dead TV podcast is the name of the Facebook group. Uh, if you're not on Facebook, I hear it's very popular with the young people. Uh, we're going to start off with Susan Monk this week, uh, regular contributor FFS. Fantastic Fours. What? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what with, with all the acronyms. My coworker uses I don't even know how to rate this. And it does not mean what you think it means. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Fa- it's not Fantastic Four. No. 
Uh, I don't even know how to rate this. I'm so fucking annoyed. Aha. I wonder if that's an Aqua Teen call out. Uh, the writers are doing so well in the first half of the season. Now it seems they're stretching out the rest of the season stories to cut cover eight episodes. We all know Momo is amazing, and I never felt like he was in any real danger. Knew he would get out of it somehow, just like Sarah said when they left him in the ravine. By the way, I love that she called him on his BS about the bridge being out. She and Strand are going to be fun to watch if they ever meet. I guess we'll see the remaining group's story next week. It's The Walking Dead Season 4B all over again. Ugh, the Beth and Daryl episodes were torn. I want to rate it highly because it's a Morgan episode and the new people are amusing, but it's filler and FK that. I raise my beer and salute of you podcasting this half-season episode by episode. Well, thanks for the toast, Susan. Appreciate that. Uh, Johnny Storer wrote in, Four, pretend I'm Morgan and take a shit and look at a map to figure out where Mississippi is compared to Texas out of five. <laughs> that is all. I just wanted to hear Jim say that. Well, there you go, pal. Uh, also, damn, let's get the whole group back together. Fear stands for find everyone already, really. Um, Yukiyoshi Sawada. Kenpai. Uh, four dick moves out of five. Number one, hmm, didn't think much of the take what you need, leave what you boxes, uh, take what you don't boxes till now. Good job, writers. Two, I don't drink coffee, but the fact it's been four years in the apocalypse and not much of it is out there is a wonder how the adult population has survived without it. I mean, that smile alone when Morgan takes a swig says it all. Uh, two two words, cold brew. Okay, <laughs> That's how I roll. Uh, sim- uh, three, simple, if non-wheelchair guys are the refresher, then the handicap line stall is for all. Uh, if you really want it and there's a line, then you wait. Simple answer to a simple question. Four, guess Morgan got scared of what he might find if he found the others, or that he would still not be able to convince them to come with him if they are alive. Five, my response is when it's revealed that Sarah and Wynn are not good Samaritans. Well, that's disappointing. Dick move, guys. Six. The universe has not given Wynn a reason to help others. Here's the reason you're alive and have lasted longer than most able people. Uh, how's that for a universal reason? Seven, Jim, let me tell you a story. I make good beer and I was going to be rich and then the apocalypse happened and now I'm not. Morgan, that's a nice story. Didn't change my mind about giving you directions, but still a really nice story. Eight, the world needs beer. Damn, if that was not Jim's pitch for the conglomerate to buy his brew, then I want to hear the pitch he did use. Nine, you don't have to do this. Classic Morgan line. Ten, pointing out that Morgan lied about the bridge after you admitted you stole the truck and left the guy on the road and calling him a coward. Dick move, Sarah. Dick move. Eleven, oh, Morgan, everyone's a coward in this world. The difference is how much you let your cowardice rule you. Uh, Twelve, it's a good thing Morgan convinced the liars to come with him instead of going with Morgan tied up and with a gun to his back because the Virginia Four would have ended them in a minute. Uh, Thirteen. I guess uh, we'll meet the real truck owner with Team John or Team Al, since they made it a note they did not kill him. Fourteen. Oh, wait, never mind then. Kampai. To you too, Yuki Yoshi. Kampai. DeRay Irvin writes in, five beers out of five. I thought this episode was outstanding. Great character acting and trucker lingo from Wendell and Sarah. I personally thought Jim Bob explained to Morgan how beer was historically brought people together was actually kind of beautiful. It's a nice way of reminding not just Morgan, but all the viewers that times are reversed. The time jump to covered wagons and maybe even a bartering system in the parent show will reflect this. I can't wait to see what happens when all the characters collide in the remaining episodes. Look out, y'all. There's a new crazy lady in town. Whoever she is, she's going to be creepy. Uh, She's chimed in pretty uh, uh, humorously on this. Uh, Jim, beer brings people together. 
beer has made civilizations possible, and beer will help rebuild the world. Morgan, I don't drink. <laughs> uh, Michael Santana wrote in four. Even in the zombie apocalypse, you can't drop a hot deuce and peace <laughs> out of five. <laughs> and nothing stops Ninja Morgan. Don't really like knowing that our heroes are never in any real danger, though. P.S. Way to keep on trucking through adversity, guys. We all appreciate it. Well, thanks, Michael. Kim Cruz Peterson, four signpost weapons out of five. Felt a bit like a whole different show at times, but I liked it. I like surprises. As long as they go somewhere that makes actual sense in the story, we'll see how that goes. My hope is that all these individual mainline char- uh, main character episodes tie up in a satisfying way. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, four peanut butter bars out of five. I really am enjoying this season of fear. Feels totally different to the parent show, and I actually look forward to sitting down to watching it. I'm off now to grab a beer. Hopefully, in the apocalypse, I can find someone who can brew a nice Coors Light. Ugh. Hopefully, you'll Ugh. do better than that, my I friend. It. I was going to say, man, <laughs> Richard, we love you, but Coors Light. Mm. Uh, Scott Homan, four IPAs out of five. Any Morgan-centric episode is great. Enjoy the new characters and the trucking route element a lot, but not sure of the direction and this new big bad. Uh, Charles Messing, three and three quarters. I like this episode, but not as much as last week. Now, I must confess, I hate myself for this, but I have used the handicap stalls. They are roomier. You can do your business and spread out a little. Some stalls are way too small. Note, I've never used a handicap parking space, so I'm not a total human being. Um, <laughs> Tammy, hot. It's okay, Charlie. We it's won't like a mini you. Apartment. As long as you, you know, somebody, yeah, as long as somebody wasn't waiting for it, you know? You know, Larry the Cable Guy once said, the cripple stool is the Cadillac of stools. That sounds like something Larry the Cable Guy would say. I have to agree uh, with you. Uh, Tammy Heisley, I thought this was another good episode. I really enjoyed the moments of humor for Toby's. And finally, David the Third giving this three momos out of five. The first half tricked me, and I liked it. I was thinking, wow, this is really far out, man. Totally groovy with the hipster beer, and then turned people turned bad as usual. Better than last week, at least. So thank you, everybody, for chiming in. Really appreciate it. Uh, again, the, it's the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. Also, since we're going to be doing an episode in a few weeks about the Walking Dead uh, a Telltale video game, if you've been playing it, go ahead and chime in on that as well. We'll definitely read your thoughts on that, too, when we get to it. So Yeah, that'd be uh, great to hear. That, that'd be awesome, cool. I still need to get that. You know, have you guys finished it? I finished the first chapter. I talked about it earlier in the episode, but it's it's solid. Yeah, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if somewhere in there you would just happen to be walking down a road and spot a box that says, take what you need and leave what you don't? It'd be kind of cool. Given the time that's passed in this show at this point, yeah, that would be neat to see. Sorry, sorry, the the time in the uh, the game that's passed at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, uh, for chiming in this week and every week. Uh, it seems like the this week we've got a, lot, a little bit more response maybe than the last couple weeks. I think I think maybe uh, people are coming back to the show, which which is which is good. Um, Can I mention something real please quick? Please do. It's a local thing going on here with the Heinz History Center uh, right around Halloween. I think I believe I believe it starts the week before Halloween. It's going to be called Return of the, Return to the Living Dead. And basically, the Heinz History Center, which is a local museum, is going to be showing off all kinds of stuff from the uh, George Romero movies. Um, it's, uh, 
uh, we're gonna have, there's gonna be props. There's gonna be days where some of the living cast members from Dawn of the Dead and uh, Night of the Living Dead are gonna be signing uh, autographs. Um, uh, George Romero stuff from Carnegie Tech, now Carnegie Mellon University, is gonna be shown there. Uh, they're gonna be all kinds of great stuff that whole week. Um, so the and the, it's gonna be the uh, Heinz History uh, Heinz History Center here in Pittsburgh. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, you might want to look into that and check it out. I'm definitely going to be going down for it. And uh, it's it's going to be a, a huge, uh, huge deal that whole week before Halloween. Uh, it's right downtown in Pittsburgh, too. And if you haven't been in Pittsburgh in a long time, it's pretty cool. happening to say there's a lot of cool stuff going on. So um, definitely come down for it. Uh, uh, again, it's uh, Night, uh, Night of the Living Dead uh, um, history uh, retrospective. So definitely come check that out. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, I'd love to be able to do something like that. I can't, but I would love to. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I I, maybe if I hide if I if I hide in the back of a of a of a pickup truck or not pickup truck a a truck somewhere and maybe get like, <laughs> transported across the country, that might work. While you're sleeping. Yeah. Either way. Gotcha. <laughs> it's cool because I mean we've been. Uh, um, uh, Pittsburgh has been so tied to zombies for so long because of the Romero connection and everything. Um, yeah, we're going to be having. There's going to be a Smithsonian curator talking about zombies in pop culture. There's going to be uh, people that worked on things. Going to be a uh, complimentary zombie themed cocktails, courtesy of uh, Weigel whiskey. Uh, you can walk away with your own zombie bite wound thanks to the special effects makeup program from the Thompson Vini School. They're going to be there. Uh, you can post your own zombie movie poster. The Full History Center will be full. Of uh, of zombie stuff and uh, zombie memorabilia, uh, so it's gonna be pretty exciting. That the date on that starts October twenty sixth, uh, starting at six p.m. Nice. I will totally be there, and if I can take pictures and all kinds of other stuff. Oh, and you can uh, save ten ten percent off admission if you use the promo code Brains. Nice. <laughs> Poignant. Fine. So that, yeah. Well, you know, it makes sense. Cool. All right. Well, you can uh, some other. We'll we'll go through the the rundown here. But uh, in addition to this podcast, um, I also do a podcast most of the time hosted as well with Mister Taylor called "It's All Connected," which is our MCU centric podcast. But I also want to state that uh, the patriarchs of the HHW LOD, the HHW portion of the LOD, have come back together after a very long hiatus and put together. Um, a series of episodes, not just one, but there, but there will be a few at least. Um, so half hour wasted is back or at least back for, for, uh, for the time being. So, uh, if you don't get the master feed and you want to check those guys out, or maybe you were a listener of that show before this show, um, definitely it's posted on the master feed or you could hit the website or look at the half hour wasted feed, uh, in iTunes, um, and give those guys a listen because uh, it, it'll be fun to hear them back in the saddle again after being away for so long. Um, Is that that show of those two cool guys and Brad Milo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I hear that that they now have a hundred percent more Frank. So that's, yeah. that's Frank is the Frank is the man. I can't wait for Rincon and, Con and, uh, twenty eighteen. Three hundred percent more Bill. Whoa, that's way more bill that should be allowed by law. Yeah, I probably so. <laughs> um, cool. So, what about the rest of us? So, Aaron, where can folks uh, keep up with you and find you find your stuff? 
I, I like Brad a lot. I, I don't know if people get that when I make fun of Brad because I really like talking to Brad. I just like digging when I can. Um, I never get to talk to him, so I, I want to call him out. Um, you can you can you can uh, you can find more of my work at um, a lot of places. I have my own podcast, which I co-host with my friend Abe. We talk about the new movie releases of the week, as well as do special bonuses such as commentary tracks and other fun stuff. That's called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. That's on iTunes and everywhere else you find podcasts. It's a lot of fun. We've been doing a lot of really cool episodes lately. I've been really proud of them. Um, you can find all of my, my writings, including all of my coverage of the season of Preacher, which has been which just ended and was uh, had a great season finale. Oh uh, my god. Yeah, that's over at uh, We Live Entertainment. That's the main site that I write reviews for. I write blue reviews and other reviews over at wisetheblue.com. Um, you can find me on Aaron's PS4 on Twitter. And now you're a member of the, what, online uh, reviewers guild? Or? The, <laughs> I need to go over all my things, but I've been recently dumped no, no, out to the... I know. I well, yeah, the online film critic that- society uh, that goes off the black the black film critics circle as well. I, all kinds of things oh. as far as this is going has been good lately. So that's nice. You are bona fide. Get you a Disney. I mean, I, I, they're making me head of Fox. Like I don't know. They did. Oh, wow. Disney just sent me an email and said you're head of Fox now. So you know, you know, review all the movies really well and keep spiting uh, Justice League. That's that's what they told me. That's what they told that's me. A little bit of a good news, bad news situation, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Like, I get to keep talking about things accurately. So, you know, that at least for a little. If you can arrange my wife to meet Winston Duke, that would be great. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mr. Dietz? Uh, you can check me out on, on uh, let's see, the DC All-Stars podcast, which uh, I guess we'll be filming soon. We're going to talk, uh, recording soon, we'll be talking about Preacher. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do a re- recap of the whole season. It has been a phenomenal season of Preacher, everybody. Great stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you can also check me out on uh, Nothing's On with Mr. Daryl Taylor and Donnie Salvo. This week, we are recording our 300th episode hey. of Nothing's On. So that is exciting. We'll finally, yeah. we'll, we're going to dress as Spartans and kick people into holes. It'll be a lot of fun. Sure. And, uh, yeah, that's as podcasting. And then you can check out uh, our li- um, uh, over on oldmagicgaming.com. Uh, our podcast is uh, The Great Old Ones and Crown of Queens. Basically, what we do is we take a live-action D&D uh, RPG-type game. We add sound effects. We add soundtrack music. We add uh, all kinds of great stuff to make it more of like a radio play, so it's more listenable and more fun. And uh, we've been a lot of great feedback on that. So if you're into that kind of thing, if you're into fantasy storytelling, by all means, check that out as well. Magic Gaming. Dot com. Excellent. Richard? Uh, yeah, well, um, Jim mentioned the DC All-Stars Comics podcast, um, and we are going to do a retrospective on this season of Preacher. I just need to arrange a time with Jim and Daryl, and we will do that. Um, uh, and then, of course, you can find me here on Walking Dead TV podcast, um, and uh, follow me on the social, Subtoad01. Mr. Taylor. Um, yeah, you can uh, find me on the Twitters at the Voice One Two Three, um, and you can find all the podcasts that are on the Taylor Network uh, on its own Taylor Network feed on iTunes and Stitcher and and Google Play. Uh, and we got uh, Gotham by Geese. Uh, we'll be covering the classic Judas contract. Yes. Uh, our book club so this week so 
Um, we'll def- that'll definitely be up this week, uh, and we'll be doing that. And of course, Jim also uh, alluded to we'll be doing uh, three hundred or episode three hundred uh, for uh, Sunday. Um, and of course, yeah, uh, Daryl uh, Daryl's going to dress up as Xerxes, so you're definitely not going right. to miss that. That's right. <laughs> Um, and also, uh, oh you can check out Go Check Yourself. We just, uh, we had an author that, uh, not only is he, did he do one of the books for the Star Trek Discovery, but he's also, uh, they've also used some of it for the actual show. Um, so we, uh, so you can check that out as well. The interview is up and, and it's available. And I guess that's about it. And Justice League is great. Anyone says otherwise, it's crazy. <laughs> The uh, the various clips I see on HBO keep making me think. Well, I had fun, but some of this looks pretty rough. Uh, I just keep signing those petitions for the Snyder Cut that nobody wanted, that now everybody <laughs> wants, <laughs> and oh, doesn't exist. Gonna, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. I'm imagining thing that exists is like you know when they get ready to do an edit and they just lay out everything from end to end and none of it's cohesive and all that i don't want to see that yeah that's not a cut of a film that's that's production (laughs) (laughs) that's not what (laughs) all right well that that about does it for this week's uh walking dead tv podcast thanks everyone for listening uh, if you're not a Facebook person and want to get us uh, a line, you can send an email to WDTV at HHWLOD.com, uh, and we will uh, either read it on the air or respond in kind if it's not meant for uh, for for the airwaves or the publication. Uh, so we appreciate all the feedback we get. Um, so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, keep your truck moving. Keep moving. Keep following your truck moving. And don't forget the flip-flop truck stop home of the finest, Mississippi's finest mud pies. Mud pie! Cam pie. <laughs>